I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And, and we're, we're the Soul, Soul Sisters. Sisters. Welcome to another episode of Soul Sisters Balancing Acts. Today, Anita and I are going to sit and chit-chat about the top 16 reasons why people fall off of their diet plan. So Anita hasn't seen this list at all, and I have gathered this list from friends, family, clients, and coworkers, and we're going to sit and try to address everyone's problems um, and kind of see where it goes and see what we come up with as to ways to prevent and things we can learn from possible or, Yeah, or, you know, even examples that we have, may have had or just, you know, to relate. Sometimes you just need to be able to relate to someone else that's either gone through it or whatever, and it just it's easier. Oh, yeah. And there's definitely a lot on this list that have happened to me personally okay. <laughs> for his tan. Cool. All right, so pe- why people fall off of their nutrition plan. The first one... Social events that are centered around food and alcohol. What's the problem? What's the cause? And what's the solution? Got it. So the problem here for me is going to be, I don't have a drink to hold in my hand when I'm at a social event, and that is my social clutch. Got it. I don't know what to do with two hands, but I know that if I have a drink in one, then I know what to do with the other hand and just let it hang down. I never even thought about that. No, I feel significantly more uncomfortable (laughs) when I don't have a beer in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so uh, what's your solution? Um, well, the cause of this is first that I chose to go to this event yeah. that I knew would have right. food and alcohol. Yeah. So I knew I was going to this situation. Well, it okay. doesn't mean that you can't plan your macros and have one uh, vodka soda or something while you're there. Okay. That's and, a solution for yep, sure. Yep. And then fill it with, with whatever water, post or some lemon water, anything that looks like a drink. Or if you need to have something little fruity something, they can still do, do a little mixer. Bartenders are great. As long as you let them know it needs to be low, whatever, just watch it in your macros or, and just keep it to a minimum. And sometimes like getting away from the super high calorie drinks and just having like a plain lemon martini or something like that, you sip it more, you appreciate it differently, you know, however you're getting it. If you're at a social event and you want something in your hand, but not want to stick out, go mm. to the bartender, mm. you know, get, get the cups that they're, you know, beer is tough though, but you know, get a drink that looks like a drink mm. and no one's going to question you. Yeah. Go back to the same bartender and make sure he gets you the same looking drink and it'll mentally, it'll cheat everyone else. Well, which will help you get through. Totally. Yeah. So I think that's a solid solution for social events around alcohol. Now, what about social events surrounding food? Don't okay. go hungry. That's a good period. One. What if you have to eat bef- like surrounding this event during the event? Both. Um, you know, if it's a long event, okay. Event. First of all, like any event, even if it's a food event, don't go hungry. Cause you're going to, that's all you're going to care about when you get there. It's all you're going to be focused on. You can't even converse with people. When's the food coming? Mm-hmm. I've been waiting all day for it. I'm going to gorge. Don't go hungry. Um, know exactly what macros and maybe again, leave some extra if you're on that or whatever type of nutrition plan that you're on. Um, I hit the salad bar. Mm-hmm. They usually have a good setup of some kind of salads, you know, to stay away from the mac, mac, macaronis and, and the mayo type, watch the oil ones, but hit that salad bar, fill that plate. And then you start to fill up and you feel those nutrients hit your body. And you're not so worried about that cheesy hash brown or whatever it is that they're snacking on. Um, and then don't dive in right away. Mm-hmm. Even if it's kind of set out all day, wait as long as you can before. Cause once you break the seal on the yeah. old food picking, there's no turning back. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. I think, um, cause I think a lot of people comment 
on me when I'm in public about whether I'm eating out of Tupperware oh, yeah. or not eating at an event where everyone right. else is eating. Right. Things you could say to that would be, oh, I already ate. That's like, I already t- ate. I'm not hungry. You could just lie. Even if you're hungry, just lie. Yep. So you don't have to tell the story about yep. why you're a bodybuilder and all or, these things. Or, yeah, just have it ready in one Tupperware, know where the microwave is, heat it up, and just, you know, don't make a big deal about it. So, you know, if you talk about it the whole time, you're like, yeah, I got to eat in about 20 minutes and it's going to be this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to stir the pot. But if you make it like, hey, yep, I'm just on a strict nutrition plan. It just doesn't work with most of the food here. But I'm going to take, you know what I mean? Don't make a big deal about it. And people won't as either. The ones that are going to tie into you are the ones that are in, usually the insecurity or maybe they're, they want to know more. But just remember that if you're complaining about the food you have to eat, that's the impression you're giving everyone else. So those are the questions that are going to come back to you. And they're going to feel bad for you because you're making yourself feel bad. So if you approach it differently and not a big deal and positively, then hopefully the questions will be a little bit more positive. And yeah, oh, I'm sorry you got to eat that, but I'll eat next to you. You right. know what I mean? Not or whatever. a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal. You eat what you want, but today this is what I'm <clears throat> eating. Tomorrow I'll eat that. Not today. Right. Yeah. All right. I think that's a solid problem causing solution there for that one. Um, so let's move on to the next one. So what about being sick? What do you do when you don't want to eat? 150 grams of protein because you feel sick sick i don't and this is me because i don't i don't, don't go i don't, don't have run dusty i don't have someone yelling <laughs> at me um and i run on the smaller side of the muscle factor <laughs> but again that's me and i embrace me and that's just i am i'm an intermittent fasting i if i don't want to eat i don't eat if i'm craving avocado i eat avocado you know if i'm craving fats or carbs even though maybe i've already eaten a bunch that day i still do it so for me is if my body doesn't want to eat and it's working on something, I usually will try to fill it extra multivitamins. Mm-hmm. I'll start taking a couple, you know, I'll go to three of those a day and then I'll hit vitamin C like an OJ or something like that. Um, if depending on what the sickness is, but I, don't. I would say what do you do? for me, if I am sick and I'm on prep, that's going to look different than if I'm sick in my off season. If I'm sick in my off season, it's going to look more like what Anita's saying more just listen to your body if my body is hungry i'm gonna eat and i'm not gonna eat ice cream and candy because i know it's gonna be inflammatory with all the sugars and the dairy yeah so i'm smart about what i eat when i'm sick if i am hungry but oftentimes i'm not but if i'm on prep so that's what i would do if i didn't have like any rules or restrictions listen to my body but avoid sugar and dairy um just to avoid making the situation worse with inflammation Um, So if I was on prep, I would do liquid calories. So I would do for protein, I would drink my egg whites, just plug my nose and drink it, get it over with. For um, fats, I would do, again, liquid, liquid, I would do coconut oil, I'd put in my coffee, and just get it rid of because it just doesn't sit heavy in my stomach. And then for carbs, I'd probably just drink Gatorade, give me me a little bit of electrolytes, gonna rehydrate me. So that would be my protein, fats and carbs, I would just go strict liquid all day long. And just get my numbers in. Yeah. But and make it as least painful as possible because like a pile of shredded chicken would probably be the last thing mm, I would want to look at. Through. Even with the cold, because you can't taste anything. I remember on prep less um, winter having a heavy cold and like I wasn't hungry. But again, it's like I can't. How long can I go without eating? Like intermittent <laughs> fasting is one thing, but like starving yourself is another. So <laughs> right. I don't do that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I remember pounding a bunch of egg whites, but. Through a lot of prep, I was we were both pounding a bunch of egg whites. Yeah, we just drink them. Buy them by the case at Costco. Just drink them. I'd come yeah. in with my honey nut Cheerios and my egg whites. That'd be my day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll just eat that all day long. Yeah. Okay, what's next? So someone said, 
I, they probably put it in the same category of like sick and injured. Um, so yeah, injured. Okay, so like if you have Ooh. your wisdom teeth pulled out or like some other injury that would oh, affect your eating. Yeah. So anything. what do you do? How do you stick to your meal plan if you're sick or if you're injured? Right. I mean, it's sick was the one just before. Yeah, injured. Was, just, we just got done. I mean, sick, I think yeah. it probably depending on. Here's the thing. I went through a back injury last fall. Um, I still have, I still have reoccurring pains from it. Like I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm working towards it and I'm getting there. Um, so I know that I can't, I can't put her down in the gym. Like I should be, you know, I still get my two a week right now, but I need to get back in there. But at the same time, my workouts had to change. Everything had to change. So my nutrition has to change Mm -hmm. or it has to be maintained or only allowed to flux here and there. So yeah, if you're injured and it's going to be a while, you better clean it up. You better clean it up just to maintain. Yeah. And and still allow the, the you know, comfort foods here and there. But, yeah, if you're injured, be smart about it. Yeah, I would definitely say, and obviously talk to your coach if you're on a pretty regimented diet here. But if you're injured to the point where you can't exercise to the fullest extent, I would say your calories would need to be brought back. Um and if you're injured, so like a mouth injury where you couldn't eat normal foods, again, I would go with my answer for the last question, which was uh, liquid calories. Just drink them. I had right. my wisdom teeth taken out and it was 10 out of 10, the worst experience of my life. Uh, well, I wouldn't go with worst experience of my life, but I would definitely say like worst was, mouth pain yeah, that yeah, I've experienced. We'll yeah. change that. Being dramatic. Did you do two or four? Four. Four. Terrible yep. choice. Yep. I would have done them one at a time if I could do it again. <laughs> but anyways, it's over now. And uh, yeah, I just did... Liquid. Liquid. A lot of applesauce. And keep it clean. Don't do ice cream. Like, it, same thing if you're injured. Like, your body's trying to work on something. Don't throw at it dairy and right, sugar. Right, because then it needs to it work harder. through all of that crap and all of that preservatives to try to, you know, get you healed faster. Oh, this one's going to be an interesting one for you because I just, I don't I don't know how well you're going to relate to it. I don't oh, know. I'm not okay. going to lie. Boredom. Do you eat out of boredom? Totally. Okay. But I'm still, like, I'm very aware. Okay. I'm very aware when I eat. Cause I don't want to do something else. <laughs> I'm very aware. You know what I mean? When I'm like, mm, I don't really want to do the dishes. What's in the fridge. You know what I mean? Like I'm, but I'll get to the fridge and then I'm picky. And then I try to break down. And it's like, well, if I'm going to eat something, it should be clean. And then I'm like, well, I don't even want to eat that. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely eat when I'm bored. Um, and it comes in waves. Like I'm kind of on a higher eating spectrum right now. I'm going to do a cut back here soon. I haven't picked yet win but um i know right i'm, I'm just i'm coasting. not in a hurry I'm i've not, released that stress when I, I and it's not even stressing me that's why i keep lollygagging around it but um a little bit longer and then um but yeah sure right now because i'm a little bit more relaxed yeah i'll eat more when i'm bored definitely so what's the problem what's this cause and what's the solution problem is that you don't have enough projects to do. Yeah, get your mind no. on something else. Absolutely, that's your own damn fault. The or cause. it's you really want to be thinking about food. What causes boredom eating? Being unaware. I would say not oh, lack of yeah. presence. Yeah. What? What is, is there a word for that? I don't know. Like, I'm sure you can be present. Compulsively to the eating? No, mm. that would be. I would just say a lack of being present. Right. Like you're right. just clearly not aware right. of what you're doing. And I can tell you right now, I've even had aware more awareness today because I've probably only started doing it but I've been more picking up and eating as I go and normally I don't Mm. like I'll have my meal but I won't be 
snacking on crap all day mm-hmm. long. But like today I was doing it. I was like, whoa, that's when calories start adding up and you're not even thinking about it. That's when those bites, licks, and tastes, those BLTs mm-hmm. start to become calories mm-hmm. and macros. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that's not a lick anymore, man. That's a bite. And that was a bite of something rich. And yeah. now I got to count that. And it could have been 60 calories. I take big bites. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's um being being more aware. And I guess I didn't have the awareness until today that I had been snacking mm-hmm. more. Um, but again, I wasn't hard on myself about it. I was just like, oh, pay attention to this. Be more <laughs> you know aware of I mean? it. Be more yeah. present. Right. And I would say a solution to boredom eating, potentially like some maybe more like things to try. Like if you really just f- constantly find themselves like bored eating. Get creative in the kitchen. Yeah. Right? Cook. That's what I do when I'm bored. I cook. Yeah. So like I'm not eating because I'm bored. I'm cooking because I'm, I'm bored. bored and, yep. then, I'm and then you get it. to eat. And but then you can still you can take a take on something that can be healthy, have or some enjoyment. Meal prep, like meal prep or air fryer stuff. Yeah. Um and and take something that would normally be unhealthy that you'd throw from a box to the oven or whatever the you know and it's not as healthy as it should be but you still want to eat because you're bored but just you know fill your void fill your void awareness i think would be the most thing you need to be aware that you're doing it and mine i remember like a very specific time and i wasn't necessarily bored but i was definitely very hungry which i think is a reason down here Mm -hmm. yeah excessive hunger Mm -hmm. um So one time in prep when I was just like very, very hungry and just finished my previous meal and was like, well, 30 minutes into my next weight, I was like, well, I'm hungry already, but uh, I can't eat right away or I'm not going to have dinner. So I cooked the most like elaborate meal that I could think of. I like made homemade like potato potato chips, soaked them, patted them all dry. It was just a really time consuming Mm -hmm. process. Put them in the air fryer. I made balsamic glazed uh, pepper, bell peppers and onions that were sautéed. And then I made a poached egg to go with it. Like, I just made it as each portion of the meal was, like, elaborately done. Mm-hmm. I did that last night, too. Sometimes I just do that. When yeah. I get bored, right. I just go and try to make really elaborate things yep. that I know take a long time to cook because I know I won't be able to eat it until right. it's done. Right, And so you want to wait. if you have time, if you are clearly bored. If you're bored, you have time, Right. Yeah, then but some people might be bored with their life and be because compu- you can be busy in eating. You could be go- driving your yeah. kids to practice and still have that McDonald's in your lap. Yeah, you can still be busy, bored with life, and not aware that you're consuming to you know what I mean to satisfy yourself in different ways. But that's a whole other podcast. I think. True. Maybe to trying next- to think about what flavors are happening might be like a way to like kind of pull you out of like that boredom eating or like, hmm, what am I eating? What does right. this taste like? Right. Absolutely. So the next one, eating out of sadness mm. or other emotion in general. I would say, do I eat out of sadness? I don't, I'm not really sure if I do or not. I'm sure to an extent, probably. Um, I would say I cook more like to clear my mind. So I probably eat when I'm like pretty frazzled. Um, but what would you say to people that eat out of sadness? Um, I can totally relate. I have a lot of times, and I think when I was younger, it wasn't intentional, but it was just like food's comforting. Food can bring you happy and bring you to happier times because you can relate to a happy memory or something your mom cooked or, you know, insert whatever mm-hmm. just because you like it. 
So yeah, I can totally relate to eating because I was sad and not like it was a, like a bad habit that was, I was turning to, but every once in a while it would turn to it. So now I'm very open and I embrace it. Like if I'm going to have an emotional eat day, like I, if I got, if I got shit happening and I'm having a shitty prepare day, for that. I'm like, gonna eat today and just because I want to I want to take those moments enjoy it I don't want to feel guilty after and I don't engorge to the like to the stomach yeah I mean I had ice cream the other night and I was just like but I think it was the ice cream the quality of the ice cream really makes a difference when we do have some we don't do a ton of dairy we do a ton of cheese I guess and butter we do dairy but not ice cream not milk we do different dairy anyway but Like, I'm very prepared for the times, and I don't hide it. I embrace it. I don't live in it. It's temporary. Right. Even if I'm the shit that's going on in my life or the problems or whatever, you know, insert whatever, even if it's going on for a week, I'm not leaning into the food for a week. I'm choosing a meal or I'm choosing it here, and I'm embracing the reason why I want to feel better. Right. You Trying don't... to find happy in the sad, I guess. Through food. Right. Wabi-sabi of food. Wabi-sabi of food. <laughs> and, but not turning it into a negative thing. You know what I mean? Food can really be a struggle for a lot of people. And it's can, it still can be something that's comforting. There's no reason food can't be comforting. Be mm-hmm. smart about it. Comfort it here right. and there. And don't gorge. It's all about, you know... Everything in moderation. Like if there's tears flowing into the ice cream, let's hope it's not about you eating the yeah, ice cream. Yeah, there better Just... be a good goddamn movie on or yeah. some good music and like feel that vibe. If that's what you need to be right then and there, then so be it. Eat the ice cream. Try not to eat the whole thing. But if you do, great. Embrace it. Don't do it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. And get your shit back together. Take that moment and have it. You don't get fit or fat in one day. But however, if you were on a heavily regimented thing, so if you were on prep for a contest. Oh, right. And the emotions are... If I ate every time I was sad in prep or like mm. I had a high emotion, I would we're, eat we're all talking the time. prep, that's a whole different conversation. I'm on lackadaisical eating, but I guess people with the new year and dieting, what do you do when you would t- typically turn when to you're food? sad and you're on um, prep? <laughs> when I was sad and I was on prep and I couldn't eat, I would just go to bed. Bet you'd sleep. Yeah, I would just sleep. I have kids, so that's not an option. <laughs> um, music, um, and my passions, so work. So whatever your passion is, whatever you're doing, whatever you're Pinteresting, try to take that to another level or whatever it may be. Scrapbooking, I don't know, starting a new job, doesn't matter. Investing more, embrace your children, whatever it is, take whatever you would do with food because it's okay and then just do that. You just got to, when you're on prep or in a diet, you have to make change. Because if you didn't have to make change, you wouldn't be in the situation you're in or on the path you're trying to go on. So if you're not constantly making change on any level, then you're not going to get to your goal. You're not going to get to your goal weight if you're just trying to lose weight because it's January 1st and you want to get there. Be smart about it. You have to make changes and it's not just food. It's your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get bored and you're used to eat. Figure something else out. My gosh. You have to find another solution. Stitch the hole in your jeans. It doesn't matter. You know, binge watch Will and Grace. If it, you know, whatever it is, try to find something positive and and carry on. All right. I think that's a great solution to if you are uh, feeling sad and you're on prep, find something else to do or Halo Top. 
Fourteen ice cream. Yeah, that'll get the job done. Right, right. Just watch your macros. Right, just make sure you tra- plan for it. That's yeah. another thing too. Is like just macro for it. Right. You know, if you know right. you want a piece of cake because it's your birthday, then macro totally. for it. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. Um. So moving on to the next one, which I really like. Um. This was a lack of preparedness. So let's say, for example, no, you didn't go grocery shopping. <laughs> My how you, life. How are you going to stay on your diet plan without right. grocery shopping? Tell me. I have lots of tips and tricks for this. One. Um. And Camille, she because she's been on the go and stuff with her prep, but so have I. Like even back in the day, six years. Um. I'm not a picky eater, so I didn't need separate meals and stuff. So I just combine everything. But I do, if anything, if I'm on the go and I'm grinding and I'm going to be gone all day and I didn't prep my food, it'd be a quick stop to the grocery store. And I won't insert the foods because Camille's got them nailed down right now. But right, I was in alignment with that. And again, I, I leave room in my nutrition um, for happenstance and I'll hit Chipotle. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Like, clean, 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 Chipotle. And I'm not getting the nacho sauce mm, in the guac. Right. Sometimes I'll get some guac, but not, you know what I mean? But, right. like, be smart about it. You're not getting it. cheese sour cream, It's man. not, Boom. you know, it's not your ticket to freedom. It's not your McDonald's. It's not, you know what I mean? Be smart about it. But um, on the go stuff, Camille's really been living it lately. Um, I've been at home, been able to prepare my meals. So why don't you take over on this one? So for, like, on-the-go meal prep adherence, um, when you didn't plan for it, my absolute go-to for the longest time was rotisserie chicken. A, Cub Foods is open 24-7, and they almost always have rotisserie chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not going to be your cheapest rotisserie chicken. Costco, by far, is going to have your cheapest rotisserie chicken, um, which, if you're like me, you're not supposed to eat the skin, but you do, because it's the best part anyways. <laughs> so a awesomely cooked chicken. It's really moist. Really well flavored. It's pre-cooked. It's warm when you get it. You can eat it right away. It's immediate. And now, now if you're more organic, does Whole Foods carry rotisserie? I don't even know. I'm going to say probably. Probably. So <laughs> if you need to, if you're not worried about money and you want it, you know, there's still, you know. Cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. Money would be Costco. Like quality would be probably Whole Foods or Trader All Joe's. All they need to get on that. Yeah. Right. That rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. game for sure. Which they do have some options there as well. But so that's going to be your protein and you get more than one meal. So you have food for the entire day. You can eat a whole chicken in a day. Mm-hmm. I've done it. And so for your carbs, I would do rice cakes because you can keep them in your car and you can like just, you have them on hand whenever you need them. Now my personal recommendation, I highly recommend the tomato basil flavored rice cakes. They are bomb. They taste like pizza. Or if you've ever had the sun-dried tomato and basil wheat thins, identical. Bomb. They're just mm-hmm. they're just super storable. They're low fat. They're high carb. Flavor punching. Flavor great. Yep. Excellent. And if you put some chicken in between there, you get you put two rice cakes yeah, as like sandwich. a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Awesome chicken sandwich. Which if I was at Walmart, I would for surely pick up their dill mustard because it's amazing and low calorie sauce that can spice up just about anything. Even if you have yucky like plain prepped food that you want to spice up, dill mustard from Walmart, twelve out of ten. I don't even like pickles or really mustard, mm. but I love that dill okay. mustard. Um, and then, so for fats, my go-to would just be almonds. It's cheap. They literally have them everywhere. You can't go wrong. If you're looking for something, so that would be your whole meal. That You got protein, carbs, and fats right there. It would be a rotisserie chicken, rice cakes, and almonds. If you're looking for something more on the sweet tooth, fair life, all the way. 13 carbs, 13 protein, like less than six fat. And it tastes like a dessert. A hundred percent. Like Oh, that just, milk that milk yep. stuff that you're okay, yeah. You just go right past the protein oh, bars, is. you don't even look at them, you just go straight to the chocolate milk. Like silk going down your throat. It's oh, beautiful. God, it's so good and it's, mm, ma- it's so macro friendly. I gotta call my parents. <laughs> it's amazing. 
So that's what I would do for like if you had a sweet tooth or obviously like a protein bar. First form has protein bars. They're really bomb. Salted caramel ones, awesome. They taste good. They don't make my belly bloat. They're not super chewy, um, but they don't sell those at gas stations. So if you're on the go, not going to be a great option. But if you had them in your car, that would be bomb. Um, tons of deli turkeys, any sort of deli meat that you can get. Obviously, turkey and chicken are going to be better than ham. You can buy those at Cub Foods. It's open 24-7. In terms of a gas station, you could do beef jerky, which I do a ton. I'll do my gas station go-to is a beef jerky, a monster, a sugar-free monster, and some sort of like popcorn. That was my life when in my 20s. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do the monsters. No. And beef jerky just seems so expensive. Beef jerky is expensive, but I really enjoy it. And I'm like, oh, I got to stick to my macros. Oh, right. It's worth it. Um, I'll do fats in my coffee. I'll put coconut oil in my coffee if I mm-hmm. need some fats. I'm, I'm on the go or if I'm running out in the morning. I'm not really hungry in the morning. Mm-hmm. So scarfing down a bunch of eggs is never appetizing to me. So if I need certain things, it would be egg whites and, and fats. I mean, I'll have a, a carton of egg whites with me on prep. Hands down. It's probably, it's probably it lives just, in my purse. Probably just sitting in my purse because yeah. I'm going to drink it before it gets warm. Or I'll just pound it. Like, I can put down a whole carton. Costco carton. No 50 problem. grams of protein. No problem. Right? Yeah. And it's like such a solution. So, like, I really hate when people are like, oh, I didn't have an option. I had to buy a donut. Yeah, nah. No. no. You walked past healthier options yes, to buy that donut. Because, I promise. Yeah, right. And I've eaten things that I really didn't really want to, but tuna? I needed to hit macros. I don't personally really like tuna, but they do have tuna at most stores. Right. And it is fairly macro-friendly right. and, like, shelf-stable. Right. And if you're kind of new to dieting or, or you're kind of the bandwagon, you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off, choosing to commit to the food, even though it doesn't excite you as much... And then seeing the results later, it's such, it's so worth it. And, but you have to make that commitment long-term. It's so important to, to change your body isn't overnight. It's not 20 pounds in one month. You could probably do it one time. You know what I mean? If you had a big weight loss journey and Mm -hmm. you were going to lose, I've heard people lose more, but the important thing is these are the choices you need to make all the time, every day just to push through, you know, mm-hmm. and to be consistent and be, you can be tight and hard sometimes and then more released on other ones. Just be smart about it. Well, I was a little worried that this next one was going to be off topic. I was actually going to skip and come back to it, but yeah. I think that what you're saying is kind of leading into okay. it. When people forget their why and they fall off of their diet Totally. Plan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. People forget their why, but they also put too much pressure on themselves mm-hmm. And when you put pressure on yourself and then you eat that thing you're not supposed to eat, you let yourself down and then you feel bad about it. And then what do we do? We get sad. And then what do we want to do? We emotionally eat about it, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more of a, if you're a bandwagon on and off dieter, and now if you're going on and off preps and stuff like that, but you should still, in between your preps, you need to maintain. You shouldn't be fluctuating 50 pounds in between preps or something crazy like 30 that. 30 is pretty darn close. <laughs> <laughs> 30 is a big but um, my average swing at the same days. time right that's that's a big number to a lot of women that are fighting to always try to lose all the time right, right funny <laughs> but um it's trying to maintain in between the big things or that bang, bandwagon doesn't have to be all in right away don't take everything from yourself because you're gonna fail 
I'm sorry. You you restrict yourself 100% for the rest of your life, and that's the mentality you're trying to ingrain in your first 30 days. It's not going to happen. We no. could do it on prep-wise, but even on prep, it took a couple preps to dive in deeper to a cleaner prep. Did it not, oh, Camille? Yeah. Wasn't Absolutely. it harder? It, you had ketchup on your first prep, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you have to condition yourself to prepare yourself for that next journey. And it's not that you're doing it wrong, but it's just ease. And it, it's easier if you pushed yourself and made it hard or, you know, it's pushed the next level. But if you keep trying and failing, trying and failing, that's, that's why you're trying too hard right away to make too many changes when this needs to be your lifestyle. And you make a little bit of changes along the way and make sure you're seeing progress and change in your body as you make these changes. And if you're not make more, and if you are, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. simplify it, you know? You and then that's the thing too, is a lot of times I see clients who have come to me and they say, Oh, I tried to lose the weight on my own. And I ask them what they did. They say, I uh, started working out six days a week. I started doing cardio 30 minutes a day. And I uh, restricted my calories. I eat 1,400 calories a day. How would you feel? You know, how long that last? How long that last? Oh, two weeks? Yeah. No wonder you're in my office right now. Exactly. You just were in misery for two weeks. Right. You need to be. And that's not the most effective way to get to your end goal anyways. We want to save those in our back pocket. Exactly. Before we deploy them. And a lot of times you would see, you see people doing that and they don't cut back or or if they do cut back they're still unsatisfied mm-hmm. and they're they're they weren't doing that six days and they weren't doing all that so even though they're still doing great things in the gym by doing two to three days a week they're unsatisfied because they set their standard too high their expectations too mm-hmm. high and it's that self that doubt that that oh all of that it's just this relapsing thing that mm-hmm. can do and it's it's fine. It's common. I was a gym manager. I've been in the industry for so long. It's so normalized for me that I hear people, yep, I started my diet. I started my diet. And I'm right away. I'm like, awesome. You're on board. Let's do it. Don't push yourself too hard. Yeah. Be kind to yourself this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let me know how it goes. If you need peanut butter, eat some freaking peanut butter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're doing contest prep, that's different. Right. But I'm talking about the on again, off again, on again, off again. Right. And I think for like finding your why, I think there's a couple different kind of buckets you could put them in. Like if you have a contest prep, if you paid for a show, you know your why. Right. Right. You know you're stepping Absolutely. across stage someday. Yeah. So you know why you should forego this one craving right. for right. the greater good of that one goal. Absolutely. But not everyone has goals like that or wants to have goals right. like that. And right. that, to me, that's the harder area. For me, prep, it's easy for me to turn right. it you on and once it's on. Right. But for me, it's way harder to find my why in my off season, for example, which is where I'm sitting now, right. which is where I have recently right. had a lot of struggles with like, why am I tracking macros? Yep. I had to like take a step back and be like, yes, I will step on stage again. Yep. But, but it, I don't need it, to track right now. It's not immediately. I just for me, this it wasn't serving the purpose that it served at one point. I still am aware of how to eat. Yeah, but at that right one portions. point, that was teaching you how to eat. Exactly. And right now, you've learned how to eat. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're probably hitting your macros. Or if you're not, you know when you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. You needed that learning. That was just self-learning, sticking to macros until you... Like, I don't... I didn't eat like this my entire life. Like yeah. I've always been a fluctuating in my weight, but in, in college, my nutrition was not like it is now. That's just time and learning. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, even for me, I keep thinking, 
right now, I need a new why. Like this time last year, we were all gung-ho contest yeah. prep. I'm enjoying knowing that this time last year, like I dove in and was giving it. And mm-hmm. this time this year, like we're sipping on some wine eating sushi. Yeah, right. Like I'm really enjoying the difference and knowing that last year I did that and this year I don't have to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I want to cut. I want to cut some weight right now. But I, I like, I want something to look forward mm-hmm. to. But I don't know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. And I oddly want it to do with Riley and I. I don't know if they have something couples. I don't know what it would be. It's not going to be anything. So. Oh, it's the 6th. Oh, the 7th off two days ago. You and Riley should have done the transformation challenge. Oh, Could have won 1500 bucks. Yeah, but we can't. You can't put two people, like. You could have the transformation. It's uh, not about weight loss. Yeah. It's about pictures. We don't need me doing that. <laughs> hey, there's a reason I didn't do it either. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's because I work there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a great challenge. And those are great it motivators. It's a goal to someone who's not. That's a, that's a why. So there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with um, taking a challenge that is presented to you through your gym or through something. Because that could be the start. That's your learning tool mm-hmm. to get you more comfortable to get you on the path you want to be on. You know, and I think it's fine it to be. make your why a a weight loss number or a date, like a birthdays, weddings, vacations. Mm, oh yeah, I think those are great right. whys. Saving, you know, th- right. because you know that that date is coming. You know that that weigh in is coming. It's holding right. yourself accountable and making but that your why. If you know you have your five year high school uh, reunion, don't wait six months. You know, don't wait four months before it happens. If and you know you want to look good for it, like be prepared. Right. How long did it take you to put that weight on? Be realistic mm-hmm. on how long it's going to take it to come off. You know, if it took you three years to put on 50 pounds because life was hard, mm-hmm. allow yourself three years to, you know what I mean? Right. To, to change and grow and off. fix and, you know, alter. Mm-hmm. Change your lifestyle for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that traveling um, would go hand in hand with the lack of preparedness. The one we had spoke about just yep. before that. Uh, I would say 100% falls along with it. So if you didn't go grocery shopping, I would put it right in the same category right. as traveling. Yep. Uh, continental breakfasts. If you're staying at a hotel, if you're a traveling business person, um, I would opt for, you know, with the eggs. I would not do eggs and bacon. Right. They usually don't have egg whites, so you would they, but they usually have You can ask, weird... so even the, like, the small continental ones, if someone's working, sometimes you can ask. There's been enough picky people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask, but... I mean, eggs, fruit and eggs. They have plain. They have plain cereals there too. If you needed to take a carb on the go, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. There's. I mean, but yeah, the both of those. Right. Be good. Absolutely. Um, black coffee, things like that. Anything else for traveling? Protein shakes. Keep in your car. I mean, just make sure if if you have to travel, just make sure they have a fridge. I mean, all hotels have fridges, but sometimes they have kitchenettes for not that much more. And if Mm -hmm. your business is paying for it, they won't care. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just um. Planning ahead to be more of a home-style lifestyle when you're out on the road. Oatmeal, awesome for traveling. You just add hot water, which right. you can get from anywhere. If you go to Caribou Coffee, you can ask for a hot cup of coffee uh, or just a hot cup of water filled halfway. They'll do it. We did it at airports when Sean was on prep. Right. <coughs> I've warmed up meals in gas station micro- in microwaves. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No Tons. one says anything. Yeah. So that's definitely success for traveling. Um, I think holiday is really good. They usually have like actual microwaves. Yeah. Um, probably for everyone yep. to use. All right, so next one would be, this was one that I added, entitlement. 
to good food. Oh, like, totally, yeah. Like, no one else suggested this but me. I feel entitled to food sometimes. Uh, oh, totally. Like, no, 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 I had a hard leg day. Mm. It is my birthday. I'm gonna have exactly what I want. Or what do you do about that? How do you stick to your day? diet when you feel super entitled to it? Um, let's be honest. I don't. You know what I mean? Oh, and my entitlement, my entitlement is more of a... Okay, I'm the type of person that if I want a brownie, I'm not going to run to a gas station and just get a shitty brownie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait and tell the what right brownies presented to me, or I make it, or I get to that restaurant, and it's on the menu, and it's got all this beautiful stuff that's going to be drowning in it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, then the good those stuff. are my moments of entitlement, of I've waited, I've tried to manifest, and mm-hmm. I've been patient, and I'm just going to allow it to come to me, and oh, there it is. Boom, I'm going to take it. But I know I'm clean everywhere else mm-hmm. and I'm okay with my food everywhere else and everything's fine. So even if I didn't expect or know that there's a brownie, again, I don't have a trainer. Um, even if I didn't expect a brownie at dinner, but something pet pops up and it's screaming at me and it's something I thought about or tiramisu is one. If a restaurant has a tiramisu, um, I get really excited because my favorite was back at the restaurant when I worked in Italian restaurants. So I love to try different ones. So if that pops up on a menu, I'll get it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, I feel entitled to it hmm. at those kind of moments because I've chosen to wait. What do I do weird? when I feel entitled to food? Um, if I feel, well, when I'm on prep or like in, I when I have a show picked out essentially, I either macro it in I make room for it. If I feel entitled to a big old piece of cake, then I'm going to macro in a big yep. old piece of cake. Yep. But if I'm in my <laughs> off season and I feel entitled to something because it's a special circumstance, then I'm just going to eat it and, and like counter it by cleaning up the rest of things or like I have planned for it in some way since I clearly feel entitled to it. Yep. Yep. Plan for it ahead of time. So whether it's either, if it's like, I feel entitled to celebrate Christmas with my entire family um and eat whatever i want whenever i want then maybe i would be a little bit leaner going into that right we had talked about for the holiday podcast um so just planning ahead for it that's what i would do for entitlement i would say all right moving on to a love of carbs verbatim word for word why people (laughs) fall off of their plan love of carbs okay are you eating are you loving clean carbs that's what I said. I don't even care if they're dirty carbs. Uh, Macro yeah. it in. Okay, that's fine. You and, like um, pasta? Awesome. Fine. Pasta it in. Totally fine. And I, like, my sister's a big carb eater, and that's totally fine. Just watch your sugars. A lot of carb eaters, they like their sugars mm-hmm. with their carbs, and that's a big reason why they like Which is the next like, one, love of comfort. sweets. Yeah, there we go. And they're going to com- combine together mm-hmm. as a love of anything too much, period. Mm-hmm. So something I taught my little Ray Ray, because she was an early talker, Probably by one and a half, two, she was able to say everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Period. Great. I love that you love carbs. I love that you love sugars. I love a lot of things, too. Be an adult. Everything in moderation. <coughs> and if you want to splurge, then by golly, do it. But be smart about it. Right? Um but sugar eaters, like my sister... Sean, I'm talking to you. Sean, are you rolls. listening? Are you chiming in? Her I know you ate six pecan rolls. <laughs> the things with the sugar eaters and the yeah. high-carb high carb sugar eaters, yep. they kind of fall in the same... They ride that sugar roller coaster because I really feel, and again, insert doctor everything terminology. Yeah. We are not doctors. We are just a couple of gals chit-chatting <laughs> over sushi and wine, trying not to break things. <laughs> and... 
sugar is an imbalance on the brain. It changes and alters it. And now you add the carbs and how you feel that warm and comfort with carbs. We eat a lot of carbs at night because it helps us fall asleep. Mm -hmm. It's just what we do. So you take the yummy sugar excitement and you take the carbs and it's just an emotional attachment because your brain, everything changes in your system. And then you're riding that roller coaster up and down because it's a short wave Mm -hmm. because sugar burns out so quickly. And it's just so consistent. You see those, I love my carbs. I love my sugar. They're very protecting loving mm-hmm. just because of the, I think that the comfort emotions that are surrounded by those two types of foods. And I think there's a fear surround people that say, Oh, I love carbs. Well, I think you think that you have to get rid of them right. to lose weight. And I think you, that's wrong. Right. And that's so wrong. Okay. Literally here's the thing. Wrong. If mm-hmm. you say I love carbs. Okay, cool. Eat rice, potatoes, Sweet potatoes and maybe, oh yeah, oatmeal. (laughs) Grits, if you, if, if I'm feeling nice. Um, and that's it. And, and well, with your balanced food, but that's it. Don't eat all the sugary carbs. Don't eat all these other fluff ones. And then tell me if you still are heavily in love and need those carbs, then it's something different. You know what I mean? But, um, it's the people that are masking the things that are collected with the carbs and the Mm -hmm. sugars and all that kind of stuff. Um, and same with love of junk food. That's one that more I personally would, may, I don't know, relate to a little bit more. I'm just not a big, like, sweets person. Yeah. So, but in general, like, cravings. So, <laughs> what do you do for a craving if you're trying to stick to your meal plan? Um, try to. we know what you would do. You would eat it. I would eat it. But, you know, if I'm in a meal plan, I don't. Like, I'm a big pizza eater. But on a meal plan, I can't. Um, I would make a version of it with a tortilla. Mm-hmm. I would create a macro version that would be friendly enough to my nutrition, even if it pushed the bounds of contest prep a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a tortilla with marinara sauce and a little bit of cheese. Like, I'm not jumping out of that 250 calorie. Really you know, <laughs> yeah. a tiny one. Um, it may not have been a clean clean system as it could have been you know heavily packed with proteins and stuff but maybe add a protein on the side but i'll try to find a clean version mm-hmm. of it but a clean version doesn't always satisfy that mm-hmm. that that not that naughtiness that comes with it or that enjoyment as mm-hmm. well but i can grind down i can i have no problem not not splurging on that on knowing that when i'm done with the goal that i have intended or that goal weight that I'll have that moment of splurge and I'll put it on my checklist that that's something that I really want then. And I don't know about you or like if it's just the fact that I'm just in a heavy calorie surplus that like I just don't get cravings when I'm well fed. Yeah. Oh, totally. I don't get them as much, I should totally. say. Or if they are, it's like a really weird specific food. Like right. I was on a huge avocado kick yeah. and like trying to watch my fats and I was like, listen. No, yeah. I can't beat myself up about eating an avocado. Uh, my body's right. telling me to eat an avocado, that's I'm gonna eat it. Right. Even if I made a poor choice and ate some pizza earlier today, my yep. body wants an avocado now, so I'm gonna eat it. Right. And I'm a big feels. If I'm feeling a fat or a carb, I'll do it. Again. But like I just don't crave as much when I'm actually well fed or right. when I have enough well, yeah, fat. Because you're in not in body. that starvation mode that that occurs. But the human race, and again, I'm not um educated deeply on it but the human race we've always been gatherers hunters gatherers so there's always been times of the human body to go up and down on weight Mm -hmm. to have surplus of food to not have that's what storing body fat is so our bodies are intended and and are can still function great on a depletion on Mm -hmm. that starvation mode and then there comes clarity with that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. too as well so embrace the diet embrace that hunger feeling as 
clarity and moving forward. It's great. And if you can figure out how to like self reward yourself for saying no to one of those cravings, man, it feels good. And again, if saying no (laughs) is too hard, say later. Yeah. I'll have it later and it's going to be exactly what I want it to be on. It will be my mother's Dish. Yeah, it will be that brownie that I want, or it don't will do secondhand half-assed or wait for or a cravings. moment. Yeah, we're yeah. like, okay, it's my anniversary. Then I'm gonna have that moment. Make with it my premeditated. Yeah, yeah. Make it special. But then reward yourself. For like, sure. I can't say no to myself right now, but I can say later. It's easier. Also, if you're unaware of kind of the uh, biological like cycle that goes along with sugar, I highly, highly recommend <laughs> you watch that sugar film. It's on Amazon. It's free. It's included in Prime. Um, so if you're like everyone, you have Amazon Prime. So go on Amazon, search for that sugar film. It will explain to you kind of the it walks you. It's a documentary about a guy who started eating sugar for two months, and it shows what happens, and it's, it's not great. It's intense, and it's again, I love my sugar, I love mm-hmm. my sweets, but I'm very aware of what it does to the human psyche, the human body, everything, and I know what it does to kids, and I know what it does to everyone, and it's like pick your battles. You know what I mean? You're do- you're self-inflicting, right? And if it if you do love that certain sweet, go ahead eat it. But maybe not all of them, and just right. because they're sweet, don't right. just eat it just because it's sweet. Exactly. So what about um, needing a mental break? Oh. Going and eating. How do you stay? Like or oh okay no this is what this is from okay okay. Then. Um. So when you're on a plan for so long and you just need a mental break, sure. What do you do? How do you, like, stay within your realms of, like, that plan without, like, falling off the wagon completely? I'll take a cheat meal or a cheat day. Okay. Totally. I can, here, let me get me very, very specific. I don't remember when it was. I felt like it was a sunny day, and I looked at Riley, and we were just having a day. I was like, Riley, beer is about to fit in my macros today. <laughs> and he looked at me, and my husband doesn't drink, but he likes non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beer. And he's like, you know what? It's going to fit in mine today, too. And he's a very strict bodybuilder. And for him to say that, he was understanding that today is okay. Like, mm-hmm. let's just take a moment. So there's a lot of times where it's just like, yeah, have the day. Have mm-hmm. the have the, have the the meal. Don't make the week all about looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. You can't eat every meal all week long and be like, oh, I can't wait cheat meal and I have all these things packed up it's more of the in the moment this is what I want just like a lot of the things but that that cheat day or that cheat meal can just be a part of your lifestyle and not the thing you lean on to get through the rest of the week right it yeah. needs to just be the day that you you splurge and you want to be back there. again it's just it's normal mm-hmm. yeah which I definitely had a client who just spent the last four months training with me, getting ready for her vacation. She went on her vacation. She lost a bunch of weight with me. She looks awesome. She went on her vacation. She worked out five out of the seven days she was there. She was awesome. She's like, Camille, I haven't worked out in the last month. Ugh. Vacation's so, over. Yeah. Vacation was over and she got, life got busy. It was yep. Christmas. It was yep. New Year's. Okay. It was friends visiting. Yep. And I was like, listen, realistically... You, between working out on your vacation, you said you cleaned your house, you were really active, you right. went this and did that. Realistically, you probably took, like, two weeks off without, like, being very active. Yeah. We're, like, we're fine. We're you just, fine. You're back at it. Right. We're moving forward. And you, you had a good break. back quicker and you're good. when you get back to it. You're going to have a really good, it's going to, you're going to be sore tomorrow, and mm-hmm. you're going to feel what it felt like the first time we started, but you're going to be making new gains. You Absolutely. didn't lose any muscle the last yep. two weeks. Right. 
Like yeah. you're fine. Let's move forward. Yep. Let's it is try what it again. is. Let's just get, bring the, the ponies back in. Release <laughs> the pressure. The time you put in, the time I put in in high school, the time I put in in college, it all is there. Like, and we all have muscle loss and gain and fat and this and that, but your bodies are ever changing. Like, I have this old lady denser. Like, when you see the older masters on stage, like, they have this tighter green it's different yes Mm -hmm. it's muscle that's been worked and grinding for a lot longer than a a 20 year old depending on how they but again a lot of times it's a fluffier muscle Uh it's a different totally different and they're our side by side yeah totally totally (laughs) absolutely so then everything everything that you do when i was a waitress a server whatever horseback riding pitching barrels or pitching uh, um wheelbarrows and stalls and stuff like it all adds up it may not add up in that moment with that weight that you're looking at but the time you put in is still there Mm -hmm. you know all of that stuff so just don't be so hard on yourself about it right be kind to yourself even if you do fall off just like get back on and be like you know what i'm on it doesn't matter i'm on yeah it's fine totally so what would you do about um I guess excessive hunger. How would you? How do you stay on plan? Oh, you know, I could, I could speak on this. We can keep it separate. Um, what do you do when you have excessive hunger and you're trying not to fall off your plan? You go first. Yeah. Well, I would say when I was in prep, and these would just be like prep tips, but they can be applied to any time you're in like moments of extreme hunger. A, I found that as soon as you wake up, drink twenty ounces of water, and drinking another twenty ounces of water twenty minutes before you eat, um, helps to keep your your stomach more full. Um, but you want to make sure that it's not like right before you eat because that'll actually dilute your stomach acids and make it harder for you to digest your food. So make sure it's like 20 minutes before you eat. So while you're cooking, slam some water. It's going to fill up your belly. It's going to keep you, um, it's going to make your food, make it seem like it was more. Um, and then other than that, like, and this is going to be like, just like screaming of desperateness of like what things I have done in prep, but like, let's get into it. If we're going to be here, let's be here. Cause it helps. Um, you don't want to do like the mountain of vegetables, but like you can if you like ab if you're in that spot and like there's absolutely nothing else you can do to console your hunger. A fire your coach. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You probably shouldn't be to that point if right. this is where you're at. Or you're just you don't know what hunger really feels like. I think people new you to, just let it go. People new to hunger, yeah. it's a lot harder for them than people who've dealt with hunger before. I would confirm definitely. With my own personal experience. So if you are new to a to uh if you're new to hunger if you're new to hunger (laughs) let's be real here if you're a grazer no but if you're new to hunger or new to a prep or new to a diet and you're really it's hardcore i'm sorry you will be hungry period Mm -hmm. you need to be in a deficit to be able to burn out that body fat and change your your so get used to it yeah so it's harder in the beginning much easier much easier when you can take a different approach and not feel a victim to it but more of a change and your your body's you're you're losing weight you're burning body fat that's what yeah that is. when you like feel that hunger just under like try to correlate that with yes my body is depleting itself like my body is shedding itself of its excess body fat right. that is a good thing for what your goal is if you're looking for fat right. loss right so reward yourself on that like okay this is this is what we're looking for those last couple of weeks of prep, that is what it is, is you're, you're tired, you're hungry, mm-hmm. and you're exhausted, but that's when your body is getting to the, that level of leanness that you need for that show. Mm-hmm. So when you do have excessive hunger and you're trying not to stay, like, tr- um, go off your plan, like, I would sleep, um, if I was, like, really just And I hungry. would say a lot of 
excessive hunger, you're going to be more tired because your body is yeah. diving into the deeper. It's it's you it's burning out the fuel. You're you're burning out the bottom of the gas tank. So if you can sleep, do it, do it, do yeah. it, do it, do it. I slept. Um, do things to keep yourself busy, whether it's drawing just because you need two hands or like you like do something that uses two hands. So you don't want to eat while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Driving, like just keeping yourself occupied. If you want to go veggies, go nuts on celery, go nuts on just like veggies first, eat your protein first, then your vegetables, whatever, then your carbs, eat your food slower, set your fork down between bites. Like if we're going to go hardcore about it, those are ways that definitely like just just slow, slow down you when down. you eat. Yeah. It does make it last longer. It makes your hunger less <coughs> intense if you can slow down. Enjoy your food bite by bite. Like, take it, not just inhale it. You waited two hours to eat that meal. Don't eat it in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, slow it down. Let your body right get used to it and right. then go. Um, Yeah, just keep yourself busy. I this prep I didn't have as much hunger issues um because you said you didn't I didn't have to be hungry and I was like yeah <laughs> sweet um and it's almost like almost telling yourself to suck it up yeah um in in a different way and it's not it, there's there's I mean it's it's so hard to explain without people like getting offended by it of it being like a, a eating issue or a health mm-hmm. issue but it's more of like how can you look at it to get through it and it's just one thing of your day. And sure, you're hungry, but I'm sure you're a lot of other things, too. Yeah, no, for me, like, I would rather be hungry than, like, not have eyeballs. Yeah, right, yeah. Sure, and being hungry <laughs> is not is not a problem for me. Like, a lot of times when you're doing uh, intermittent fasting and certain things, you get to a point oh, where yeah. you get to a point where you're, you're so beyond hungry that you're not hungry anymore and everything's okay. And there's points I love during prep that you can, you can feel when you're melting body fat. Like, when you're diving into prep and you're really leaning out you know when your body's like <laughs> dropping in and like when i was able to kind of bounce back those last 3 weeks i could feel my body filling back up mm-hmm. again so i was able to feel both factors of it and like even the my weight gain that i've had um since the show like i've been able to feel that as well like i feel it differently and i can feel fat to muscle differently mm-hmm. and how it sits on the body and and again at the same time all it matters is that you're okay with all of it and you're just, you're working towards change, whatever that is in the time being, and and so be it, you know, and just adapting to all of it. Yeah, I would say there's definitely a lot of, like, little tips and tricks that you can do to, like, pass the hunger in the short term. But I think long term, big picture, just think about your hunger differently is going to be the biggest factor right. oh, in how you treat your hunger. Let me dive in real quick before mm-hmm. you jump on the next one. Um, Meditate. Mm-hmm. Um. If you're hungry and you're driving, plug your phone in, put a YouTube thing on, and I have I have Abram Hicks, I have Dr. Dyer, I have Jim Rohn, I have Tony Robbins, I Eric have Thomas. I have anything to make me pumped and excited or make me think when I'm in that depleted mode mm-hmm. because you actually the clarity and the level of thinking is very different. And again, sometimes like I was very emotional sometimes when I was in a heavy deplete and I didn't like the crying. So I need to fix that the next time I do a show is like, I think I'd let it go too much. And you know what I mean? Yeah, but kind of play nothing, nothing feels moment. good, but a good cry, it you does. know? So. <laughs> I was saying with that. I haven't cried. Oh, I, like I a used good to cry. cry all the time. Like after a good cry, it's like, Ooh, empowerment. And you got good, like though. that empowerment yeah. in the background. So I would dive into the self-help when I would be heavy depleting and hungry because the self-help people are always like, 
You are enough. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are with us. Mm -hmm. You are working. You are hard. And that's what they keep saying in their presentations. And I was like, I am. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, yeah. am, I am hungry but I am all those wonderful things yeah. and I am okay and it's okay and get over it yeah um I I had told Camille I had like a funny because I was I was hungry this last year when I was in my deeply but a quick touch I was I was like how do I how do I make this less reality and more fun or not fun but more enjoyable I don't know, more character, more anime, more cinema type of thing, I Mm -hmm. guess, or more not my life, but someone else's. But I was just saying like, well, what if we were back in the day and we didn't have enough meat or we didn't have enough Mm -hmm. food and we had to ration and we had to cut back because that such is life. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Like I would just, I just allowed myself to assume and think that way then not you know, know that there's so much abundance of food out there, but know that I'm limited right now because of my big purpose. And I would also that's like okay. to point out that hunger is a luxury that right. we get to have. Right. We get to choose to be hungry. And that's <laughs> awesome. Right. The fact that I am choosing to be hungry. I can go and ever, eat crap for 99 That's amazing. Cents. Right. And I'm not saying anyone who go who goes hungry, like they can't figure it out and, and, no, I'm and, saying like people that are like trying to lose weight, right. Recognize that right. you, your hunger that's a privilege. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, to me, it kind of is. Don't, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, And then, so, one of the last ones, late night hunger. What do you do about late night hunger? There was many times coming off my show, I wake up at 1 a.m. and find my face in a cereal bowl. Oh, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> okay, okay. My late night hunger, Um, we're big carb eaters at night. <laughs> um, I went to bed hungry more during prep, obviously, yeah. than I do now. Um, and more of that was knowing that I chose to go to bed hungry was the satisfaction, but getting to bed and making sure that that wasn't the only thing on my mind. So watching a show, Mm. doing something else, but knowing and accepting that I made that choice so I can feel good about it later. So when I wake up in the morning and you're dry and you're tight Mm -hmm. and you're eight, six packs popping out and you got, and you're just like, Boom, I did it. And I did it because I chose that last night not to engorge on my hunger. So it was kind of one of those. I make the choice to not not engulf or not eat or not do whatever. But when I got to bed, it, I couldn't linger on it. Like, right. you can't go to bed on can't that. I'm thinking about, I'm so hungry. I can't well, wait you, for you breakfast You certainly tomorrow. can, but it's going to fucking suck. That's yeah, all. So you can, don't but do don't do it. So that was that was a big thing. What do you do me. if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're hungry? Um, I did. Yeah. You just go back to bed. I ate. <laughs> okay. We're going That's back I, to no trainer. Here. That's what I thought. I uh, ate. I think when my metabolism was grinding and I was waking up in cold sweats and hungry, I ate. Yeah. Mostly, most of the time because I'd have that 5 a.m. horse stall yeah. workout or something, whatever. I would say that if you are in some sort of diet or like you're intentionally trying to lose weight and then but it was you clean i guess I could wake say up that. hungry That's yeah different. if you eat clean at nighttime i don't know if you eat protein go nuts dude i don't know if you're hungry eat some more protein right right and Just i would protein eat, yeah make it boring as possible because then you know it's true hunger right and you're, you're right you're if you then won't then eat you know unseasoned it. chicken you're not hungry <laughs> you're not then you're, you, you better just wait till tuna from a can. You're not hungry. Seriously, though, like if you, you won't, won't eat, eat it, cold asparagus, slimy asparagus. Then you're not hungry. Then you're not hungry. Then don't eat. And if unless you, you're ready, to if eat you it. think that you're hungry and you won't eat that, then you don't know hunger. 
you don't know hunger. No, then you're just like, you no. want to eat food, no. but you're not actually hungry. No. And then it literally was something like that, and I'll just tap on quickly, mm-hmm. is when you go through a phase of, I'm going to eat that slimy asparagus and that cold, dry chicken breast because I am fucking hungry, and you know it, and you eat it, and you're still satisfied because you you got the cat, you got the <laughs> nutrients. nutrients, you need it. Yeah. You need it. And then just to understand that you're willing to like you know hunger Mm -hmm. it just takes you to a whole nother level and a whole nother perspective and you're more patient later with other foods and you're more picky later with other foods i could shove my face with a lot of crap but i'm more picky because i know hungry Mm -hmm. and i know good food so why shovel with a bunch of shit and a bunch of crap. Why eat mediocre food? Like right. when, uh, and that's the thing too. One of my clients was like, "Well, I I had to eat this at this place." No, you didn't. I would rather have you not eat, eat and then, until yeah. you get to your yeah. house and you can eat. I didn't have any options. Your I had a special K bar that was four hundred fifty. No, you could have waited. Like you know what I mean? Like like how long is your event? Six hours. Right. You'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Drink that's water. not like the best option, but like. If you're committed, you're like, committed. To me, those are more excuse That's an excuse. It's lies. Not to mention 24-7. Cub Foods is 24-7. Right. Gas stations. You can get macro-friendly options from the gas station, which we already went over. Right. And speaking of things we already went over, the last one will be holidays, which we actually recorded a whole episode all about right. eating around the holidays. And just to quickly recap that. Eating around the holidays, either plan for it, so lean into the holiday, so lean out, um, maybe shave off 5-10 pounds before before the holiday season, and then you won't have much to worry about there. Um, Option two, you could macro your food options if you're on a regimented diet, keep it clean for breakfast, lunches, and then make your dinner macroed and accounted for and guilt-free. Option three, enjoy your time with your family and doesn't don't let it guilt trip Right, just you. like the person you trained your your client, mm-hmm. you're okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, it's fine. Yep, <laughs> it's we're we're here. It's today. We're, we're good. Fine. It's live. Yeah, good as today. Life. Sounds yes. good. We'll get you. You you are on track. Like even if you're on and off again with the bandwagon, like you are on track because it's your life. Wasabi. Mm. We're all imperfect. Wabi sabi. Wabi sabi. Wasabi is that. <laughs> Wasabi is what I'm definitely there. Oh, wabi sabi. Uh-huh. Or um, what was the the dish? Kintsuki. Like, why can't I remember I don't that? Know. I We're just gonna made have to. I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt. But <laughs> it's more such as life. Don't be so hard on yourself. We're all gonna have imperfections. Let's just coat them with gold and just right? and just make it our own, right? Yeah, just roll with the punches and on to be honest though for people that are trying to lose weight and they have that goal and they are at that rock not even at that rock bottom but have made the commitment and are committed to losing that weight failing to prepare is preparing to fail mm-hmm. pack your food put it in your purse mm-hmm. put it wherever put it in your hoodie put it in your car be prepared right no one should care as much about your health and wellness than you. Your family members, your trainer, everyone's going to care about you. And that is great. But if you don't care to make the change and push, then 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 no one else can team up and cheerlead behind you. You know, you got to want the want and you got to struggle a little bit to make it happen. But you're going to come out bigger and better at the end. 
you're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to push new boundaries. You're going to expect more from yourself and others. And you're just going to be enlightened at the fact that you can control what your body looks like and you can control what your mind does and says do and for you. And like you have more control than people need on. So much control. The ability to change your body is something that I never even believed in myself until you, you see pictures after it's done and then you're like, Oh my God, I did that. Right. And then, I, you, then you, I didn't even see it happening in the process. Mm-hmm. But then you look and you're like, no, wow. I changed that body. Yes. That is different. I did that. It takes time because the body just needs time for adapting, but you can. And when you push the physical change, some people push mental change, mm-hmm. then go physical. Some do physical, mm-hmm. then mental. When you learn that you can push your physical change, then you learn and understand that you can push your mental and you can grow and you can adapt and you can manifest and you can create all these awesome things for yourself and for everyone. It just, it to become a better human being and just enjoy life more, more easily and just allow. It's just, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Why not? See That's that. your why. <laughs> like at any point when you lose your why, it's more of a why not? Why not? Right? Why not make healthier options to, you know, feel better and stay Why not around? see what you can do with your own body? Because mm-hmm. you can. You're seeing everyone else do it. Why not help yourself and do it too? So true. All right. Well, we hope this helped you to be able to help you think differently, maybe about previous situations that you've had come into the past with falling off your plan in the past. And then we hope that this helps you prevent some slip-ups in the future, at least think make you think differently about those scenarios and those situations that you get yourself into. And if slip-ups happen, we have what? Imperfections and we have wabi-sabi. wabi-sabi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.